All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are rolling here with Barnburner on a Friday, a chilly Friday. Tropical Friday. Is it officially fall? Is it autumn? Autumn now? I don't know about officially. I feel like we have to hit some sort of an equinox to get there, don't we? Have we hit an equinox? Jack, know? can I get an equinox update, please? Jack, if you could look into the uh, equinox situation, that'd be great. Welcome to the Tower Chrysler Studios. Tower Chrysler, voted by you. Consumer Choice Award winner, favorite Dodge Chrysler Ram Jeep dealer in Southern Alberta. Look at who we've got here. Oh, my goodness. It's um, it's a little hot. He's uh, He doesn't need two lights. He needs one light. The camera's always hot. Yeah, Let's twist could... that guy. We'll use that light here. Where we yeah, can... it's all right. It's all right. Oh, look no. who it is. It's our insider. From Philadelphia, from Philadelphia Freedom for Frank Saravalli. South Philadelphia, born and raised. That's right. Yeah. Playground is where he spent most of his days. How you doing, Frankie boy, in Alberta? I'm good. The I'm Western good. Canadian tour. It's a bit. It was a bit nipply this morning. Where, <laughs> That's right. So, how often do you get up here? Because you came, you were here about a year ago, right? Didn't you come out? No, for, January, Jasper. Just hang on. Yeah, we. Oh, sorry. You came out about a year ago, hmm. and then you were out for the pond hockey. Mm-hmm. Do you come? Is it uh, like a couple it, times a year? Yeah, I make it out here. Huh. Well, in Battle of Alberta, I mean, it's right around the corner. We so. ever get one of those again, right? Hmm. In the playoffs. Yeah, I was here for that. Right. So if, that. if the Flames just held up their end of the bargain, he probably would have made another trip. In I the visited spring. you guys once at your previous stop. That's right. I don't have any memory of that. Yeah. Yeah. How does it compare the old stop to this stop? It's more spacious here, is it? But I. Our bar is better stocked here. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You, yeah, I did, uh, get, I did get pindered last night. You got pindered last <laughs> night. It happens. Happens to the best of them. How did it happen, though? You I, win some, you lose some. Yeah, because you by now you know what it's about, yet you fell into the crevasse that is being pindered. He's How not coming. He's in denial, too. The crevasse. Right into the crevasse that is pinder. Yeah, it's a, it's a vortex that's unavoidable, mm -hmm. I would say. Well, you can like you can do your best. Like at pond hockey, I really tried hard because there's really nothing worse than playing hockey hungover. Did you try hard? Because I saw a lot of wine being consumed. It didn't seem like you were putting up that big of a fight. I No, I was a good boy. I, mm -hmm. I went to bed early and got my rest and yeah. hydrated properly, ordered a late night cheese wheel one night. Were yeah. you uh, involved in the high kicking in the lobby or did you miss that? Because I don't know if you I saw it. Yeah, so you kind of got pindered in Jasper. But I just couldn't participate. Yeah. <laughs> well, hammies. I mean. Not all, not all of us are built for the high kicking extravaganza. He's a, he's one of a kind. He is one of a kind. So we had a little baseball, a little Thursday night, then a little brewery, then a little cocktail bars, last nice little yeah, tour yeah. last night, and then like three tequila sodas too many. Oh, too many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? Eh? Mm. That's my go-to. Dean went to Mexico in August, and he's like, my thing is just all the ice, vodka, and what, a little bit of bubbly water? Just some soda water, yeah. yeah. The like, problem I'm the same was, with tequila yeah. and a lime. Young Tyler Uremchuk. The young buck, yeah. As we went to the last stop of the night, unfortunately made the mistake of giving Pinder dealer's choice. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you guys want? I'll buy this round. Oh, dealer's choice. Okay, you're getting tequila sodas. Oh. And we knew the bartender. He was... It's very heavy hands. Yeah. Yeah, that was a club pour. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's always uh, everybody else's fault. It's Pinder. It's the bartender. It's, yeah, it's my janky liver. Yeah. So you are, uh, you've done a Western swing. Will it take you to Winnipeg? No. Oh, well done. Okay. Yeah, we're going to, we're, we're avoiding that part. Yeah. So daily face off Vancouver, Edmonton, now Calgary, and then back to Philadelphia to the home office. What, uh, what can you tell us? What have you learned in the last two or three days here in Western Canada? Yeah. You want to start with the Flames? Or well, do you want to go? Let's go chronological because you started Vancouver, I believe. I did. Um, the vibe is totally different in all three stops. And in Vancouver, I feel like what they're feeling now, there's a very similar vibe to last year with the Calgary Flames. Puckering, Dean, was the word that I would announce. Uh, like, like a turning of the page? Tight. Or more, tight. Yeah, a little tighter. Mm. They know they, they need to have a good year. They know they need to win, you know, try and win. And that kind of surprised me when Frank said this last night because it's year one of talk it. Like, you took over midseason. Mm -hmm. It's not like, ah, this fresh start. It's like already the intensity and the pressure is cranked. And Alvin's still relatively new, right? Yeah. There's still some shine and, on him. That's kind of why it's a bit surprising, isn't it? Well, I think it always starts at the top down. Yeah. It's been 10 years. The fan base is antsy. The owner is antsy. Yeah. So excluding the bubble, it's been 10 years since they've been in the playoffs? I mean, it's, it's been 10 years since they've really gotten it together. Yeah. At least. Okay. It's kind of been the same thing over and over again. Where are they at now with the Horvat departure, JT Miller? I, I think at the time it was hot and cold. I think that's he was a the guy. fair way to describe it. Yeah. It, I mean, I went to camp the other day and someone's wearing 53. So that probably gives you an indication yeah. of how they felt it ended. Yeah. How do they like Heronic? Because that's what they use that pick to turn into. And that, that decor all of a sudden we talked about last night. Like that's a better looking blue line than they've had in years. Vastly improved. I think, you know, last year they're asking kids 
to play in positions that they had no business being in. Like Ethan Bear top pair. Exactly. Jack Rathbone playing whatever. Mm -hmm. We're talking about guys that are fringe NHL players being asked to routinely play in your in your top six. Like that's hard. Is now they've got Heronic for a full season. Yeah. Ian Cole, they signed, yeah. who I think is going to be tremendous. He's got a personal nine-year playoff streak, oh. won two Stanley Cups. It's like the Russell Martin thing. You bring in the guy that always makes the playoffs. And then Carson Soucy. So the Seattle defender was a big free agent guy, right? Yeah. Like emphasis literally on big. Yeah. So I think they could be pretty good. The, the goalie bounce back the biggest thing there? Or the coach? What like if there's a turnaround, what what do you attribute to more than anything else? The goalie part's gonna be enormous. Demko was hurt last year, actually acknowledged in in an interview that's dropping on frankly speaking today that he completely tore his groin last year and finally had to sit out. You can directly correlate his numbers to his health. At any point that they've dropped in his career, he's then missed time due to injury. Mm -hmm. He came back March and April, finished the season 920. Mm. He's that good. Yeah, yeah. And he's my preseason Vezina pick. What's your read on Talkit? Coaches in Arizona, leaves, and then... It's mothballs. He's gone for a long time, then comes back here. Is it just he's on TV again? We remember, oh, right, Rick Talkett, then he's back in. I was always surprised that in all that stuff that happened in Philly that he didn't end up there being a flyer great and all of that. I just felt like he would be that mentality and that brand, mm -hmm. that image of what it is to be a flyer. I just wonder, did he... Did he get better during his? Is he smarter? Is he a better coach than he was before? I think, or he, why was is he, good as he, I think he was good then. Yeah. And it's hard when you're a Coyotes coach because they made the playoffs only, one year. If you're judged only by success, it's a, it's a tough measuring stick. Was right? he there when they went to the bubble? Yeah. And didn't have pretty in for players. That was his team. When their GM left before the bubble? Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 Something he like was that. there. Functional. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like he goes, we can't get post game shakes for our players, like nutritional shakes. <laughs> That's the type of, it's like, it, it, it reminds you of major league when they get sent <laughs> yes. to the prop plane. <laughs> it's the new owner and like no 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 the owner's great trust the league we love this guy and they're like uh the city of glendale is ending and terminating the relationship they're gonna have an empty building rather than deal with the coyotes they literally got kicked out of their own rink yes. rather any... than deal with these guys and take their millions go away are there any stewardesses on this flight i hope there's some pilots oh my god something like that yeah uh so how I, I i watched major league a few weeks ago and it's just it's tremendous it's so good yeah. I, and i introduced my nine-year-old to it and there were many many questions after that but i felt like that was a good sort of entree yeah. into the yeah you know language and mm. scene and he's like dad why do they keep ripping off stuff on this woman <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's right the owner, that's right uh speaking of language frank took his kid to the first Eagles game of his life. And your son's nine, you said? Nine, yeah. So you know Philly fans. I said know? to him, bud, you're going to hear some things that you've never heard before. First order of business is to never talk about this again. Right. Second, try not to ask too many questions. <laughs> Dad, I only hear this when, when you're, you're at home alone and mom's not around. There was a guy behind us. The Eagles were up 20 in the second quarter, just giving it to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And it was no bueno. Kirk Cousins SDs, I think it was something like that. Yeah. Hmm. But my son didn't interpret it that way. So 
He heard different words. Yeah, he heard different words. Different. Yeah. Uh, Are they nervous in Vancouver over Elias Pettersson? They, the market is nervous. The team isn't. Walk us through that. Well, I think the easiest way to explain it is being that he's an impending UFA, I guess. For he's an impending RFA. RFA for people who are. So we talked about this last night, actually, that he's because Pinder goes. Well, he's just he's walking into the Kachuk situation. I just meant sort of like contractually. Kachuk leaves. He was an R that summer, right? And then it was the he forced his way a out. year away from you. I'm not going to resign, and they do the sign and trade, and that contractually is where Pedersen is. I believe he's a one year deal and a QO away from just being a free agent. So they can negotiate. He's like, look, if I don't like it, I'll just take my QO and be a UFA. He did force himself out, right? It was not. Oh, so you mean at the end of this year? It's. That's crazy. I had no idea. No, 100%. It was very much by design. He used leverage that no one really has before. Yeah. And so that's where Pedersen is. You just don't think he's interested in using it that way. I don't. I think he actually likes it. Yeah. And unlike being an American, like it doesn't really, it, you can't. There's no team in Stockholm for him to ask to move to. Not that I know of. Yeah. But yeah. if they keep playing games there, maybe. <laughs> so. I think when he's put himself in a spot after a 102-point season to level up, you go and do that again, and you're talking about a totally different pay bracket. 10, 11, 12. Yeah, you're talking 11, 5. You're talking David Pasternak, that world. And I think the Canucks, the reason he's not signed is not because he doesn't want to be there. It's because they haven't put the deal on the table that he likes. Are they convinced he is that Pasternak-level player? I think they want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to say that part out loud. Of course. Yeah. But I think that's the truth. He's their leader though, too, isn't he? I know that Quinn got the captaincy, but like, that's the guy. If he's right, they're good. Like when he wasn't right and was playing on the fourth line, I think it was at the end of Travis Green's reign. Like they were awful when they got him back to being Pedersen. It's like, oh yeah, they're winning games again. I'm not sure he's their leader though. Okay. I think Quinn Hughes actually is that. And I think JT Miller has some of that. Um, Pedersen's quiet, yeah. very quiet, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong. I just he's part of the leadership core. I just don't think he was ever really suited to be the guy. Yeah. What is the JT Miller thing? Why why were some fans keep Horvat, move on from Miller? Was it just contract stuff? What you could get in a trade, or is there something about his personality, his mentality, the way he is that rubs people the wrong way, or is he a bit misunderstood? Because some guys they take that passion and they're they care so much. It's just they can't channel it the right way. And then it comes off as being bitter or whatever the case is. I think it's all of those things. And I don't think it was overplayed. I think he's an edgy guy. He is. Polarizing? I don't know if polar. I don't think polarizing is fair. I think he just has an edge to him that you either like or. Because it didn't work in Tampa. And that surprised me. They, they paid assets to get him. Well, they it didn't work in Tampa because they didn't have the cap space. But they, they played him down the lineup after, like, he was top six for a while, and then it was just like he was a fourth liner. I'm like, why is he there? And then he comes to Vancouver. Like, oh, yeah, there it is. 90-plus point season. Yeah. He's really good. Um, They don't like the contract, though, either. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the marketplace, if I'm interpreting it correctly, is they saw it as Miller or Horvat, and they didn't like that the team picked Miller over Horvat. And yeah. then Horvat didn't like that they picked Miller over Horvat, and that's how it They're unraveled. captain. That's how it unraveled. Didn't work for Horvat in New York immediately either. 
No, it wasn't a great fit. Is it a great fit now? Will it be a fit moving forward? Islanders can't score, so theoretically he mm-hmm. should help that. But I'm not so I don't think the Islanders make the playoffs this year. I like their goalie. They yeah. might because of that only. Yeah. It's a Lou team, right? Isn't it's very it? yeah, it feels like very a Devils, Lou it? veteran team. goalie. Yeah. A lot of the same elements. Yeah. Gonna, we're going to, they're going to have to win very much the same way, except the, the Lou teams in New Jersey were very successful. Three Stanley Cups. Yeah. Uh, so then you move on from Vancouver to Edmonton, mm-hmm. where the mood I'm guessing is. It's go time. Ecstatic. I don't know if there's more boring offseason in the league than what Edmonton's had. Like, what are you actually talking about? That team? actually made the conversations with Ken Holland and, and Jay Woodcroft kind of interesting. It's like, well, what do you ask? Yeah. Like, it's basically a reload with one guy added. That's not all that different than here, though. Right. But, but last year, the regime change. Yeah. Right. Um, in, in Edmonton, it's how do you not let the pressure of these expectations overwhelm you? That's really the name of the game this season. You can win the Stanley Cup in October or November, but you can damn sure lose it. It's do you like what and again it, it hasn't been a lot. Their goaltending is set. They bring in Connor Brown. I said it on the show the other day. I McDavid maybe looks faster if that's possible. <laughs> scary. I saw that clip the other day. It's the pre preseason game, he's like at 70%. God almighty. Um how does I mean I said that to the Flames guys yesterday and they were like, Oh man, we gotta see that guy. If and it's not easy to win the cup, obviously, but for the Oilers, that's just win the division meeting somewhere in that neighborhood those expectations if they don't get there what is it that has failed defense i can't imagine it's It's gotta be goaltending it's gotta is it still the goaltending that's their one and only question mark for me i think their defense is if you're ranking all 32 top to bottom they're probably like number 12 really 10 you don't think they're that good no, I mean, I don't. I, I, love I mean, to, I'm talking one to six, not yeah, star or. I I thought Nurse had a really miserable season. He's probably best suited on a second pair. He's not. Bouchard looks like an explosive power play weapon, but what is he five on five? Um, like they're missing a star defenseman, aren't they? Let me just go pluck one off a tree for you. And no, I, no, I, do, no. I, I like. I thought Ekholm was a really big ad and important, but like that's still to me, it's it's the defense and goaltending that doesn't stack up against all the teams they're going to play in a conference final. I think you have your Oiler goggles on a little bit, though. I mean, th- would this be Bouchard's first or second okay. full season? Like he's still emerging, he's developing. Darnell Nurse is Darnell Nurse. The cap hit really impacts, I think, how people see him. And yes, is he is he often playing too high? Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. But it, it doesn't mean he's not an effective NHL defenseman. I think Ekholm he was great at changes it. a lot there Lynchpin. for him. Yeah. I just sort of think, like, if they're going to lose, which is how you started this, it's that they're running into teams that have better decors. And I think Colorado does, and I think Dallas does, and I think Vegas showed they did last year. And also, all those three teams, I would argue, have better goaltending with maybe a question mark beside Colorado. Yeah, but what do... What do the Edmonton Oilers have that none of those right. teams do. No one's going to say, you know, geez, like the, the two stars on the other team outplayed McDavid and Drysaddle. That's why we lost. We're asking why it wouldn't work and why it wouldn't work for goal me. Ten, it's goaltending. Yeah. Yeah. It's not D. It's 
It's goaltending. Okay. But they do go hand in hand. Yeah. Like if you drop one of those Oilers goalies into that Vegas roster, I think they still win, right? Like that system is just so good. And the Oilers are changing their system. Jay yeah. Woodcroft is going to zone D, which is... <laughs> I was asking Ryan Huska about it yesterday because they're also making some tweaks. And he goes, let's be honest. This is a copycat league. Everyone saw what Vegas was doing, what they mm-hmm. accomplished. Didn't really seem like it mattered who was in net. Yeah. And that's not slighting Aiden Hill and the run that he went on. It's just that that might be the reality there. If it was Brassois or Logan Thompson, they might have still won. They had all the same results. Yeah. It was like sub one guy out. They won four games in a row with four different goalies at one point. Yeah. And when we sat here a year ago talking about Vegas, their goaltending was probably that's yeah, that was the Achilles. Now, heel. granted, they were coming off a you know a year where they didn't make it, but still it's where's the where's the weakness? Well, it's the goaltending. They don't have it's can't Logan Thompson and all that. So that's why I wonder about with Edmonton, when you look at the goaltending, it's Skinner or Campbell. Aiden Hill just won a cup. Yeah. And and it's it sounds disrespectful to him because not I guess not everybody can do it, but it kind of feels like if he could, then a lot of goalies could. Why not Stuart Skinner? How where does Stuart Skinner end and Aiden Hill begin? You know what I mean? Stuart that, Skinner is better than Aiden Hill. It's that system that Vegas we don't appreciate with how tenacious and fast and they just come at you all the time. It's just a steady, steady game that they play. I don't know that I see that with the Oilers. Not yet. That's what they're working on. Yeah. yeah. So what's I, I think they're also what's scary for everyone else is you could see for the first time that last year really crushed them. Yeah, like they felt like they left one on the table there. Oh, when you saw Dreisaitl after that series ended, and I asked them about it this week, like that was when I was like, you got something. Yeah, not to say they're not unbelievable players and not to say that they didn't care before, but when they were gutted like that, yeah, you can't fake that. And that's some serious motivation. And I just think at some point, Connor McDavid's just not going to be denied. You're not going to be able to. If they don't win a cup with him, that'll be one of the greatest failures you've seen in hockey. Because I don't know that there's a player that good that hasn't won one by this age already. I think that's fair. That's the pressure, right? That if they and, but somehow that's how, didn't win with Connor, it would be like, how did you screw this up? But that's Finally. what's kind of pulling on their jersey this year to start, even just to start the year. Just yanking on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. The pressure, you're saying. Yeah. Everyone feels it. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this team now has the goods to compete. Three years ago, we're having a different conversation about the way they're constructed. Mm-hmm. Now, it's- now they for the first time they have six legitimate, excellent forwards. That Brown addition is is going to be unbelievable. Is there a is there a cop for that? I'm, I'm just trying to think of teams that had high expectations and great players but didn't break through. And I default obviously to San Jose for year after year. It was yeah. Marlo Thornton, Marlo Thornton, no. and you just got to the point they're not going to win. We're reaching that stage with the Maple Leafs, but, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, McDavid is not Joe. I, he's in a, a class so by himself. Um, I I don't know. I. I, I feel like they are very, very poised to make that run this year. I, if they're healthy, if that guy's healthy, I'm with you. I just think he is – how many guys can he carry on his back? A ton. A ton. He just – last year, the answer was too many. Mm-hmm. Evander Kane hurt. Zach Hyman hurt. You can't – you just can't do it all. Yeah. And Stuart Skinner suddenly got to the playoffs and wasn't the guy he was in the regular season. 
Spit the bit. Yeah. Playoffs, man. We've spent all playoffs. We spent all seasons. Ah, here, yeah, we, we feel like this is how it's going to happen. And then an injury. Well, now it's changed because they're, it's different than it was when they don't have him and him in the lineup. So I like the pressure there is huge. And I know Woodcroft's message is like today can't never mind the season. It's just come in and have your best today. And that's probably the best way to do it. It's the only way to try to remove the expectation and the pressure. Cause when you start looking big picture, that pressure only mounts. You think about this is the second last year of Leon Dreisaitl before UFA. He won't talk about anything. He loves He's Connor. He's not going anywhere. Well, I, I mean, it's just that, you could see how they're like brothers every, every year that something doesn't go right. It just feels like there's even more pressure put on that thing. I think they're just going to keep banging their heads against the wall until they break through. Yeah. I don't think either one's going anywhere. Did you see any of their social this summer? They're just hanging out everywhere. Any, any place Connor McDavid showed up, even if he was doing something promotional, I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, there's Leon dry settle off. To the like side. Leon apparently was in the Toronto most of the summer with Connor. Yeah, he didn't, he did. I don't even, I don't think he even, he might've gone back home a little bit, but yeah, not much. That's not the news we want here in Calgary, Frank. Really I was going to say, me. Ryan, I, I think there's the, well, yeah, maybe I, I, I'm kind of with Frank. I, where, where else are you going to go? No, but I, where I else mean, are... it's cold in Edmonton, but if you want to win, there's no other place on the planet that the two of those guys can play together. Right. That's it. Yeah. This is the only one. No, one if, and only. if he's leaving, he's You're never choosing leaving another that. band of superstars to play with. Yeah. Like, and can they afford you? Right. And, and so this is what I'm saying yeah. though. Like the pressure mounts because those two are signed for 20 million a year. On their new deals, those guys will be signed for thirty million a year, but the cap will be a hundred and five million. And so, a year. but but my point is, is like your best financial situation to win the cup for them, cap wise, is this year because you're going to have cap overages with that Brown deal for next year. Like this, cap wise, is their best chance. Well, the cap overages for next year are going to be wiped out by the increase in the cap next year. It's this it's year just and dead next money year. that they already have for next year. So that's my only point. Right, but what I'm saying is. That means that the picture doesn't change. It's this year and next year. Yeah. And then it's the 10 million bump for the two raises or whatever it is. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever, number whatever, whatever that down, is, you're like, yeah, yeah. but he's, he's not going to, he already took less already. How does that, how does he feel about that? So that I think he Nurse would take even less. Yeah, like, like he was at 105 and walked it back to a hundred. Yeah. McDavid looks to me as a guy. He's got all the money he's ever. He's not going to be how judged much more by can you spend? how much money I he's mean, made or how how many heart trophies or any of that. I just there's only one thing left. Yeah, and who? Of course, that's where he's the most driven. And yeah, they hung out all summer. They trained together. It's like listening to the the Kelsey brothers, right? They've got their podcast. Hearing uh, Edelman, it's like yeah, we when we lose, we start training in February. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's that's what you do when you are the elite and winning matters more than anything. Brady and those guys, we're getting together and we're training before everybody else and we're going to be the best. The scariest part about that is once they win one, they might win six. Yeah, it really is. In Calgary, that is the fear. It's like somehow let them screw this up. And now they finally and have we're like gonna be competent back like management, not like buffoons. It's like, oh, I don't like this. We'll be back in the 80s again. Yeah. What's your view on Woodcroft? Is, I mean, his first, first NHL job, as, as, like I, they didn't bring in a storied coach to over, you know what I mean? This was, well, they okay. did. They you, brought in Ken Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. that yeah, I mean, with, the, with this hire, but that, it, so yeah. they didn't do it this time. They it didn't hasn't need worked. to. 
we've seen them they brought in pat quinn and they bring in hitchcock and that this was a well he's young he's in the system we think he's a good coach give him the job i don't know if everybody loved the hire when it was made why do we keep bringing back all the same guys i know and he had relationships with them. Like people he forget was their he was assistant an assistant and then Paul, went yeah. down to the A. Like, I think that was a big part of this, that he wasn't a stranger to those guys. They knew him. And then he also had the benefit of then developing all the other players that he pushed up to the NHL right. from the AHL. So he knew the stars and then the grunts. And then it makes a pretty perfect marriage. I feel like that was a really patient play by him. And I don't know that he planned it that way, but to he go did. away from the NHL to the American League, to get off the charters and go ride buses... Like that's that, that to me, like that was a patient long-term vision thing for him. That's what, but that's what the team wanted. Yeah. So when the team says, this is your opportunity, this is your path to ultimately get here. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'll do that. Coming up tomorrow before we get into the, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, track. tomorrow is Saturday. It is it's race day at century downs, racetrack and casino. It's barn burner race day. Can you do that thing? Play in the, the pony. It's going to be, uh, 12.45 is post time. We're going to be there doing our thing, having some drinks, having some food, getting some money on the Yellow pony. Horses. Thoroughbreds, let's roll. Barn burner heat at some point during the afternoon. It's going to be the barn burner heat, which, of course, I think who, whichever horse we bet on is. If there's a red one, I feel like we just have to. Unless the name's like McDavid or something. you got to pick the red horse. Well, whatever it is, yeah. But uh, if you've never gone to the track, if you've never been to the races, this is your opportunity. Come out. It is a ball. You're a degenerate. You've been. Oh, yeah. Thank you, So. My dad, my dad's dad, my dad, dad's dad. We've gone to the track and while there was a mutter, put the, put the rent down. And right. When I was in high school, there was a track five minutes from school. No way. It was on the way home. (laughs) And when I first turned 18, I would go, I would catch like the last two to three races on the card when time allowed. Mm -hmm. How'd that go for you? It was unbelievable. Like when you're a kid, and you walk in with 20 bucks and you walk out with 150. Oh, baby. Like you think that is the coolest thing. It's ever. exhilarating. Yeah. yeah. Thoroughbred racing, September and October, uh, both months. We're almost obviously September's over, but throughout the entire month of October, the thoroughbreds are racing every Saturday and Sunday, 1245 post time. Admission free, all ages welcome. Grab a drink, have some food, get yourself the lineup card, wager down, enjoy yourself. Get up on the rail and start yelling at horses. Love it. Why wouldn't you? So join us tomorrow. We're going to be there. Come on, come on. Love to see you. 1245 is when things get going. Get there early and uh, and hang out for the day. Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Is it a fascinator, the fancy hat? Is that what they're called? Not sure. You really like the I'm changing my flight. I'm staying. Not a point. I'm just, I'm fully entering the Pinder Vortex. I know you're in it. Oh, baby. You're in it. I'm becoming a citizen. Mm-hmm. All right. It happens. It'll suck people down if they're not You're going to need to get a line on a liver transplant. Otherwise, you're good. Speaking of a line, yeah, I could use one of those. And IVs. Uh, yeah. We'll get that going. And <laughs> yeah. So, Calgary, you're here. Coach, general manager, captain. I mean, so many changes from a year ago. It's crazy to think that, oh, yeah, and just do it, do it again. It's been a wild 24 months. No one wants to come back. Suddenly guys may come back for this, uh, for this team. And yeah, there's still obviously question marks about what happens at the end of this year. But as you sit here, uh, whether, I don't know what, what morale's high, totally different place. Morale's high for what that's worth. I don't know if it's going to be worth anything, but it feels pretty powerful right now. Yeah. You could just tell being at practice yesterday, banging sticks on the glass, celebrating goals, smiling, 
Jonathan Huberto, we talked to him, and frankly speaking, he'll drop next week. He said for the first time, I think in his life, like going back to minor hockey, he goes, I didn't want to come to the rink. Last year. Yeah. It looked like that. For the whole team. I mean, when you talk about the potential exodus this past summer that ultimately didn't end up happening, they were so tired, so beaten down that they felt like they had no other place to go yeah. except out of here. I wish Rhett was on for this, and it's not to like pin him into a corner. He's not here, but he's been very, very defensive of Daryl. And Why? I think there's – well, because I think there's a lot of blood on the hands of guys that took money and didn't play that hard. And like he's right about that, but I think that he's absolving Daryl of a lot of really weird things that happened last year, right from training camp. Well, and I think he's – and I, I I agree to a certain extent. I think that there's too much stock being in being put into the fun element of things. Winning's fun. They they didn't win enough. Yeah, wait last till year. you lose a few. See um, how fun it yeah, is. Yeah, we'll see. Well, go but, on the, but the problem last year was they were like four and one or five, one and two out of the gate. And it was already like he was tighter barking. than a snare drum. Yeah, yeah, six games in. I remember they were four and two. Yeah. And it was Edmonton like the sky the was falling. Play. Yeah. It, 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 listen, Daryl's a Daryl's a very he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. There's no no one can point at his resume and is say, he? Uh, absolutely he is. Will he go in the hall? Yeah. I don't know what the criteria for coaching is, but like he's top 10 in a lot of stuff. And the games coached aren't that high. Like he's he goes, he's one of the winningest coaches in the history of this league. Does Win the stink coach. of this year? So Mike Babcock was a Hall of Fame coach. Was he? Yes. Olympic gold medal, well, Stanley Cup. No, he won setting a cup a, on a loaded team and did nothing else. Setting a precedent. That doesn't matter. For coaches. Right, that doesn't matter. At, I at think the cups end. matter a lot for coaches in the hall. No, you're saying on a on a stacked team. What that's what I'm saying. Cups, championships, years down the road, they don't say, yeah, but how good was the team? Did he really coach them? Was it his coaching prowess that led them to victory? No, he's got gold medals. He's got mm -hmm. cups. Games coached, wins. He, okay, I'm it's not undeniable that he was on a Hall of Fame track. I, okay. I think so. Yeah. Is he now? I. I don't think so, but you do. Brett mentioned like. that before he, last week, I think, when this all came down. He says, and I, is, I don't think he gets in now. And does the stink of this from Daryl Sutter prevent him from getting in? I think it's different. Uh, he's done more without, yeah. I, I feel like one bad year doesn't sink any coach. And also, we got to see how it plays out. If they suck again this year, that absolves Daryl a bit, doesn't it? There's no, I mean, as, who knows what the future brings. But there's no, like there's chaos and there's the temperature and the mood and all of that there was no going off the rails. There's no instance where of wrongdoing or there were a lot of, there was no, no, I would say a lot of very borderline. It's taking a shit, but there's no scandal. I don't, I, we talked Frank every week last year and it was like, you had a very early clear vibe that things were not good in Calgary right from the get go between the new star player and the coach. I think it was the third show I ever did with you guys. Third show, third week of the season. Right. But the, the I mean, it's a list that is a mile long of coaches who have battled with star players. But what the about when in, you battle with every player? The coach in your town. Well, how about the story from Tyler Toffoli this summer? Well, what was it for did, you, the, the, did you did you see the podcast? You know, they're no score ten minutes into the game, and Daryl's walking up and down the bench saying, "Oh, Marky doesn't have it tonight." 
You guys got to go to Winsport tomorrow. Yeah, and and Vladar, go get ready. Guys, are like, zero zero. There's no score. We're out mm-hmm. shooting them. Yeah, I know. There, I, 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 I'm agree. not. There, there I am not smoking, defending. There isn't his, a smoking gun. You're his right. Methods, but there. The reason that Mike won't go in if he doesn't is because of this. Is because of what happened in Columbus. I, I no, I get exactly what you're saying. I'm just there's a. There's a really thin line of what you're talking about. Mental warfare is mental warfare. Yeah. Scrolling through a player's phone is an invasion of privacy. Treating right, players the way that you do is still mental warfare. I agree, but I, I the the phone thing with Babcock that's a specific incident that I think if it that would be the roadblock yeah, if he doesn't go in. I, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, like Scotty Bowman. My guess is. He was a bit of a, a bit of a tyrant over the years. You hear a lot of stuff about Scotty Bowman. Mm-hmm. Guys like Pat Quinn, they were hard it's on a players. different time. Al Arbor, hard on players, but yet they are some of the most Winning storied coaches. coaches in the game. Minus a controversy or a scandal, I think Daryl Sutter goes into the hall. Okay, I agree I, I'm not saying no you're wrong. Problem. I just yeah. asked the question: yeah. Does does the the stink of this does it stay on him for a while? Well, and I just sort of like the difference in my mind is that Daryl won with a six seed and an eight seed and dominated in those two years they won the cup. Mike Babcock won with a team that was probably a Vegas favorite to win a cup. What I think it was almost pre cap with Detroit. Nope, two thousand eight. Okay, so not pre cap, but it was like yeah, you had the fuck, how many Hall of Famers did he have? It's like he did a good job. He won, but it's like. I'm not convinced that some other coach couldn't have won with that team, just like they couldn't have won goal with Team Canada. I am convinced Daryl was the reason LA won two cups. Hmm. And I, I wonder what Drew Doughty would say to that. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I or think, Dustin Brown, but look, or he, Justin Williams, or all these other yeah, guys. Yeah. So, so are, when they were out of the playoffs mid-season, and he replaced what Andy Murray, and they fucking steamrolled everyone they saw that year. Like, is that not Daryl? They might not like him, but you got to give him credit. Terry Mary. Terry Murray, thank you. Terry yeah. Murray. Two more, too many Murrays. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Um, anyway, back to the Flames. They they resign, they trade to Foley, they bring in Sharon Govich. You might be being from where being in Philadelphia, you would have seen Sharon Govich obviously more than we would have at, out here. You're gonna like him. Yeah, give us a bit of a report card from where okay. you said. This is the easiest way to explain Sharon Govich. Has wheels. Shoots the puck. Challenged hockey IQ. Yes. Because if he isn't, he's a star. If he has hockey IQ with the wheels and that shot, he's a star. Here's what I would argue. That is the very best player to play with Jonathan Huberto. It's Duclair Light. We talked about it. Someone's going to put the puck on his stick. Your only job, bud, you have one job. Shoot the puck. Yeah. Get open. Shoot. We don't even want you thinking. Mm -hmm. Don't... Don't start thinking. <laughs> but he's he can skate, and his shot is elite. 25 goals, second year in the league. That's not nothing. So it, you've got Huberto, Lindholm, Sharon Govich. Now, can you go – Just I wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. He's the most talented – Huberto has – what was that? He's the perfect guy to play with Huberto. Yeah. Like you couldn't draw it up any better for a stylistic fit to play with Huberto. And benefiting Huberto or benefiting him? Benefiting the Calgary Flames. Okay. Both. The type of player he's had success with. I just thought you said he's the the perfect fit that Huberto's ever played with. No, no, not ever. No, no, no. That Huberto could play with on this team. In Calgary. All right. People forget that when 
Huberto put up 115 points and was tied for second in league scoring two seasons ago. It wasn't anything to do with Barkov. At even strength, his most common line mates were Sam Bennett and Anthony Duclair. Those are not superstar players, but the fit was key. And this is why we got into it last year because he's like, he has to play with Lindholm. I'm like, well, maybe he does or doesn't. What he needs to do is be with the right type of player. And they couldn't find out who that was last year because Daryl was pretty stubborn. And On that team, and I'll stand by it, it's fine when you're in Florida not playing with Barkov and the points are racking up. Mm -hmm. When you're in Calgary and it's a shit show and you're struggling and other guys are struggling, why are you not putting your top winger and your top mm. centerman together? Because neither one of them are playing well or getting results and the team is suffering. They hardly tried it. It was they another Daryl thing that didn't make sense. Let me ask you a way more simple question. After being the second all-star left winger, scoring the most points in NHL history in one season as a left winger, why did Jonathan Huberto spend 50-plus games as a right winger last season? Daryl. There's no... It, it's a puzzle for sure. I, I was like... It was almost like he laughed. Like I said, well, like, this year, like maybe you could at least start playing on the correct side. Yeah. Last year, Daryl made that comment early in the year about Lindholm and Huberto. And it was, I'm kind of paraphrasing. I don't want to, but he said something about Lindholm is our best player and he's got to play with guys that he likes, that he likes playing with. And so whether that was actually how Lindholm felt or Daryl was throwing like Is it a veiled shot bus, at Lindholm? I don't know. Is it a veiled shot at Huberto? He's taking what a is shit. It? Yeah. Um, it was a shot at everyone. Yeah. It was him against that whole team last year. It was <laughs> it was sad because we saw it so early. And then the craziest part about last year for the Calgary Flames for me is every single thing that could go wrong did. And they still only missed the playoffs by three points. Like they almost lost their way in. Kind of like the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Remember the game against the Blackhawks? Like 10 days left. I mean, we can't forget that one. Cause that's yeah. the worst shift I've seen from Nazem Kadri in his entire career. And it's it was unforgivable. Close. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing though, that I'm did... not saying that play. I'm just saying that loss. Yeah. Oh, and it was, the, I think they went like one, two who's who scored two goals that game for the Hawks. Is it Athens or something? No, who was it? Um, was, it was someone that's like a total fringe NHL player. It was guy playing with Domi that night. Yeah. As I recall. And it was like, you just had your season ended by. Yeah. The one thing, to your point, the one thing that could go wrong if it did, the thing that they, which just concerns me a little bit, is they really had nothing in the way of injury problems. Markstrom didn't play well, but he was, we are led to believe he was healthy. It's only Tanev until the end of the year, he was healthy. Guys didn't miss. Unless you count Shillington, but yeah. And that's yeah. injury, I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. So but if they were very healthy relative to the league. From game one to 82, the guys that were on that team were mostly healthy. Yeah. <sighs> You can have a lot of things go right this year, but if suddenly if you have one or two key injuries, you're I feel like you're back in that bubble like bubble spot again. Maybe it's funny. Like in this market, I feel so much negativity and just people don't believe in this team because of what they watched and because you're close to it and you can't escape outside of the market. I continue to see people that are very smart hockey people saying this is a playoff team. I you think they're a playoff team. The you sports get it, though, books right? are minus 200 for them to make the playoffs. On Betway, you have to bet $200 to win 100 for the Flames to make the playoffs. Like That does not match the vibe around the city. And it for good reason, because I think the people and the fans in the city, they pay closer attention. They saw last year when they're playing Dallas and Minnesota, so oh, this is not going to go well. Oh, you beat both of them. Mm. Holy shit, let's play Anaheim. 
Lose at home. Lose at home. But again, it's a couple like, more big wins. All right. Well, you're going to be able to do it. To your point, then it was that Chicago game. Shit them. Shit their pants. Yep. It's hard. I get why fans are not trusting of this team. I get it. It's just that I don't want you to give credit to the fans being smarter than sports books. The, the history of sport is that they're not right. Like the sports books are more rational. Well, than sports books are a reason fans. why they exist. There's, There's a lot a of people last money. year thought that this team was going to be better than last year than it was the year before. Three years in a row, expectations so, have been completely missed. Yeah. But now there are none. Yeah, really. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I get why fans would have a hard time trusting the team until they demonstrate yeah. that they can be more consistent and live up to these expectations. It's show me, show me first. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, you want to know the word they kind of kicked around yesterday a bit underdog yeah. we're the underdog now uh, and the, the last two years they went to the playoffs people don't didn't think they were good the last two years people thought they were good they missed the playoffs expectations are a thing we talked about in edmonton very different but this team has failed to reach expectations basically back to like 2019 when they were the one seed against colorado what will they be this year what would they? The expectation. Be. Well, that's what I'm saying is weird because in the market, people don't think this is a playoff team. Outside of the market, unanimously, it seems. People not think unanimously. They are. I, I shouldn't say that. The overwhelm, not overwhelming. The majority <laughs> of hockey people think they're a playoff team. What is your expectation of this team? I think they're six to nine in the West. So, so like kind of the same as what we thought a year ago. No, last year people had them winning the cup and winning the division. Very different than last year. You didn't. No, I'm, I'm saying the expectations. I'm asking you, what are your expectations for this team? And what were they a year ago? Last year, I thought they were a top two team in the division. And this year, I think they're probably the third or fourth best team in the division. But that's probably still good enough for playoffs. Yeah. You want to talk about safe money with this team? Just say bubble team? Uh, they'll, yeah. be, they'll be in this fight for a playoff spot. And generally, you're going to be right. But two years ago, they won the division. It's weird, right? Like, no one saw that coming. Daryl came in and replaced Jeff Ward. And they played 500 hockey and didn't look that good. And it was like, here we go. You know what? It's a group of losers and they won the division. <laughs> they weren't a bubble team. They dominated. They went through that trough where there was no playoffs. And then 2019, this team's come together. The young studs. Look at this. Win the division, win mm -hmm. the car. All right. Five games, Colorado. Snot bubbled. Oh man, we really thought that we really thought this was going to be a good year, and then it wasn't. And then okay, well, it's not going to be. And then it was good, and then it's bad. That in out, in out, in out, in out. That's it's been hard to trust this friggin' and team. And that's why I just think that's God. why the city is the way it is because there's so yeah. much scar tissue. Then that's okay. Yeah, and that's honestly that's it's, actually it's, what makes it fun. That's what makes this year yeah interesting. It's going to work for this team because your point, they're they all they in have there. To pretend they're underdogs. They, they, it feels like they are in the city, and they're loving it. Yeah. Ryan Huska, Craig Conroy, these guys, this is this is in their wheelhouse because I do think they have something in the top seven decor yep. in the league. And they could have a goalie that's really good. Could have two. They could <laughs> have three. Yeah. And they Jonathan Huberto, I think he hits at least 90 points this year. I'll write that down, Dean. I can remember it. It's around. Yeah, I have number. a feeling I might hear about it. Again yeah, you might. Yeah, and and it's that's just based on. Pinder said last night if he gets to ninety points, he will have achieved legend status. No, I said if he gets back to a point per game, like he will be like loved in the city because that's how bad it went last year, and that's how huge the commitment is for the next eight years. Well, wasn't it the the biggest drop from one year to the next in the, the history of the production yes. in the history of the league? Like people have quit on him because of how bad it looked last year. 
And Frank's made a lot of points of why that was the case. But until people see that, like he he said to you, like he, Calgary hasn't even seen me yet. He said Calgary has not met the real Jonathan Huberto. And you know what made it worse? It'd be one thing if you came in and had that kind of a drop. You also got paid. Well, that's exactly it. So not only did the did the points go away, it's like, well, Johnny left and he had a hundred and some, but this guy came in and he had a hundred and some. So it's a saw off. Then you also gave him the richest contract in franchise history. You could see the logic. It was like Johnny didn't sign here. They had the same number of points. Give him Johnny's money. We'll structure it however it needs to get done for Alan Wash to sign yeah. off. He's here and let's just keep moving. Everything's the same. And it wasn't the same. It, it, it was culture shock for him. I think it was Daryl shock. Market, Daryl. So you got Everett. okay. So you give this guy the biggest contract in Flames history. When was he used late in games? You didn't. They just roll. They just roll. Never. Daryl rolls. Yeah. How do you then turn around and say you didn't do it this year? Playing in a position you've never played in your career. Yeah. In a city that you've never been in, really, except for the odd Eastern West road trip, right? Yeah. One night a year. Some people will say, then give your you, balls a tug. Be, you're a pro, so you're living in a new that's city. That's what Rhett would say. Get over no, it. At some, some point, people. be a pro and and I, and dig in. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you that's Those are that's facts. how he tells the story. Yeah. Yeah. I Listen, I can't. Daryl's a great coach. I've talked. We've seen it. I've talked to too many people just about how awful the mood and that attitude and the atmosphere was. It was... It was not a good place for people to win hockey games. It was not be, a good place for people to work. To work, yes. be good at their jobs, Beyond enjoy players. their time together. It was it was a it was dark for sure. Toxic workplace last year. So and it's the exact opposite right now. And I know a lot of people, ah, kids today, they're soft or whatever. It's I, they I don't I don't want to work in a place where my boss is an asshole and you can't no one wants that. It can only mean good things. Does it mean more wins? I don't know. I don't know how even if, if the team wins more, do you look at it and just say, well, it's because it was more fun. I don't know how many how many fun victories do they get this year? Wow, but how many miserable how many, to work losses did they have? Yeah, how many one-goal losses, how many blown third-period leads, and again, still only missed mm -hmm. by three points. With the worst season that Markstrom's put up in the last half decade. What about that? We kept waiting for him to kind of find his form. We, you hear about having a kid and we know what that's like. That's when he did he um, found his form as soon as that kid was born. It's like, is he going to get above nine, like 900 save percent? Nope. Can he get to, if he gets to 900, they make the playoffs, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Cause 900 ain't a bar it's, for March. 900 is below league average. Yeah, I know. And that was, that's, you're not asking for the sun, the moon and the stars. Just yeah. give us like a little something. And I and also then Ladar was getting run over by Daryl every other night that yeah. how's that going to work? You can't just be like, Hey, call him in. Can't well, he's not going to help you at all. Huh. Well, and this year, maybe like Daryl didn't use the farm team. The GM would call up a first round prize prospect. And What's he his would number again? Yeah, exactly. It changed this year. Uh, but he'd ride charters for two weeks and he did, he didn't take advantage of players that were playing well in the American league, AKA Phillips, AKA Pelche, AKA Dustin Wolf. He was very, very stubborn in his entire approach. And when it didn't work, he didn't use the options he had. And I think that's why guys like Connie and tree were so frustrated because they loved a lot of the guys in that AHL team that could have been solutions. And you lose, Gerald didn't use them. You lose some of those guys. You lose Phillips. Well, I don't know if he's going to be something, but, 
You didn't find out. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? So you call a guy up and then you leave him linger as a healthy for 10 days. You know, that was actually one of the biggest. And I think I told this story last year. That was one of the biggest things that pissed the players off last year was yeah. that they could he couldn't even give them an answer of when you're making your NHL debut. Trying you know what your lineup out. is. Can we can we bring his mom and dad in for the game? Yeah. And it took until one of the players went to Tree Living and said, "We need an answer because we're not allowing this to happen any this longer." Yes, what they're doing to this kid. Yeah. And the kid. And then he did that. What he did after the game. What's his number again? As a way to say to everyone else, Bird. Hope you're happy. That's the and there's and he played him what? What what was his ice time? Yeah, not much. Six minutes. <laughs> How are you going to ever find out? I know. It's so sad that you had Matthew Phillips, this incredible story, small kid, local kid, sixth rounder, torches junior. <clears throat> like that's never happened he's gonna be here too before. Small for oh, he's going to be too small for the American League. Dominates the A. And you had all these opportunities the last two years to find out what he is at the NHL level. And instead, Craig Conroy has to make a decision this summer of how much can I give this guy? Can I give him a one-way? And you don't even know what he is. Because your coach was so stubborn that even in two lost seasons, you never saw him play more than three games. So there's, and and we talked about, I think it was yesterday, the GM wanted to see him. Yes. He called him up. So there's that. And he drafted him. That disconnect between GM and coach was a real thing. This year, it's more cohesive top to bottom. Players like the coach, coach likes the players, GM, coach, everybody seems to be, it's all harmony. We'll see how it works out. Man, this Are franchise you... has never lost a really talented small guy before. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you brought it up. The fourth? Um, Are there enough goals there? You guys talked to uh, Jason Weimer. Yeah. His main concern with the team. What's he doing now? He's Hunting. being Jason Weimer. being the best Jason <laughs> Weimer out there. Sea bear. Leading that's, the league in Jason Weimer. That's awesome. Like activities. Yeah, he's good. He's good you boy. guys are good along. Good guy. Uh, his concern. I, I would think, get along with everyone, and I th- no, not everybody. I think for a lot of fans, can they? Because you just look up the road, and yes, it's one of the most potent offenses that we've ever seen. So it's an unfair gauge, maybe. But Huberto, obviously, Manjapani had an off year, mm-hmm. shoulder surgery. Is there enough? Are the goals going to be to fully gone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm, that doesn't even really like register on my radar. As like things that could go wrong. I just think they were so bad on the defensive side of the puck that if you get league average goaltending, it's eight points. How many of those one goal losses are gone? Like 10, five. You missed the playoffs by like you you had one more point than Florida. Was that it was in St. Louis, right? When Markstrom just let in that. Oh God. Late in the third. That was dreadful. But that was in like November or December. Like it wasn't even. Yeah. But games like that all the time that was like the story last year and i'm not saying it's all on him but he had like a 700 save percentage on first shots of the game at some point in the spring it was just awful it was it's hard to do it was almost it felt scripted yeah it felt scripted shot goal of course it was it was shots are 10 nothing calgary they really are owning the puck shots go the Islanders have opened the scoring. Yeah. Oh, and Marshall's going to want that one back. Like, holy fuck. How did they do this again? So with all the, I mean, it's so good to reminisce and remember these great memories. Are you very excited for October 11? Let's get, get this thing going. I'm excited because it feels different. It really, like, and I know that that's what they're telling you, but being there and seeing it and feeling mm-hmm. it, it actually does. Again, it- 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Give it three weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It might not, but I think there's a chance that we might actually see the potential of what this team was supposed to be. They start with a big old road trip too after playing the home opener against Winnipeg. They do a lot of times. I don't mind that group going on the road right away, to be fair. Um, Michael Backlund, captain thoughts and the contract, I guess, because it's kind of, well, I thought it was supposed to be Rasmus Anderson. Well, it depends what we that was the week before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was a little slow on my news. Mm. Um, <laughs> feels like a shot. No, long time coming should have happened three years ago. That is where we disagree on the show the most. Cause I felt that way. And Rhett and Boom have said, what if he's just not a captain? What if he's just Michael Backlund? And why wasn't he a captain earlier? And I thought that was a Daryl thing, but you don't necessarily view him as capital C captain. I just, if, if Daryl, Daryl drafted him, like if, if anybody would have thought be the guy so I drafted, but they captain. didn't name anyone. Um, well, exactly. That's, That's what I'm saying. Point. I just, yeah, there wasn't a captain. Is you could have put takeaway. the C on him. Certainly. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that, Tenure with a team automatically makes you a captain. I just view this. Is this guy our leader on the ice, off the ice? Do I, do I feel, I just think it's an organic thing. I don't think you can look on a, well, who's played here the longest. Okay. Well, he's our captain. I don't think and I that. guess in the room, they feel that way. And that's an awesome. I, and I hope it works out for Mike. I hope it's great from the outside looking in. I think he's a very he's very nice. He's great in the city. I think he's a wonderful guy. I just don't know if he's a fucking right. Backlund got me so we're fired up. You're goddamn right, Backs. Let's go. Let me ask you this. And not every team can have that. I get that. But I just I did Mark Giordano have like that? that guy. He was more of kind warrior. Of. I, he had that more of that feel to me. Why? They're, I I think they're almost the same personality. I don't, and I don't know, yeah. I don't know Michael Backlund all that well, but just spending a little time, like, I feel like him and Giordano are the same person. What, what is, we've seen a lot of players come out in the Pender Report, there's a couple, but like a lot of players went well out of their way beyond the like expected complimentary stuff to say, like, this was deserved. This is overdue. This is our guy. Because um, he was one of those guys leading the charge last year. You want to talk about leading the charge? It was like, we're not putting up with this stuff from Daryl. And, and if, Hey, if that was happening behind closed doors, if he was marching into Daryl's office and saying back off and be, 
then that's the leadership quality that you want to have in a captain. Like the Pelche thing. It wouldn't surprise you if that was Backlund that went in and said, this has to change. I don't think it it's was guess- him. I but- mean, it's guessing, right? Well, I'm, I'm asking if that would fit or not. I know it wasn't him. Okay. But there was a lot of stuff that happened throughout the year that he's he was like, no, no more. No Moss. Yeah. And, and that's, that is I think the need. hard part for Rhett, to be honest, is that that wasn't the player Michael Backlund was when Rhett played with him. Michael Backlund in his young 20s was naive, soft, always hurt, and probably like deer in the headlights a lot. But that doesn't mean a guy can't change over 10 years and figure out what it takes to be a winner. You don't, you're not just born a leader necessarily. Sure, you have your Jonathan Taves, but other guys like a Giordano, like it takes time. It takes mentorship and watching what does it take to win in this league what are the habits that we need to have i i think it's tough for Rhett to look at the kid he played with and say that guy's a captain for him he's been in a, in a room for for years and years and have played with different captains right yep so he that's whether or not michael was that then he has in his mind what it is to be a captain and doesn't see and doesn't see backland there right he talks about Brian Scrudland, Jerome, like those those types of guys, he doesn't see Backland, and we sh- should not be speaking for him. But I think it's fair to say no, I think that's well he just doesn't see yeah. it that way. I think it's less about who Mike was at twenty, and more about what he has had as a, who he's had as captains over the years, and feels like those that's captain material. Yeah, and I, I my my point is that he doesn't know the Michael Backland now. He's he's only been in the room with the Michael Backland that wasn't a leader. Sure, yeah, I'd let it work out. I'm happy for him. It was a nice scene the other day. You like the Family's deal? Family's there. I do like the deal. I don't think there's any risk in it. Third year would have been scary because that's four years to a guy that turns 35 this spring. I, I, the two-year term was key for me. Perfect. Yeah. And sub $5 million, Like You're never going to get hurt by that. You can, oh. like, We talked if- about it yesterday. Red didn't think... Think the deal was I, I kind of I said it was I felt like it was a hometown discount and to me that's okay that's less than market that's less than market that's cat that's you you want to be here that's what you need out of a cap okay it's all good nice story put it put a bow on it it's done uh I think for him it's less about the term it's the four and a half million that he sees I asked him the day before the deal too much and he said it was two times he five. doesn't think it's a he doesn't think it's a bargain he doesn't think that's a discount in any way four and a half is the going rate for Michael Backlund. He might be right. If you put Red on a spectrum, he's he is at the other end of the biggest fan of Backlund. He's not a hater, but he's he's he's. He, I think the general consensus on Backlund, he would be the other side, not like a pro or like eh. It's, the entire ten years I've worked with him, it's always been like. He wants now, if more. it was he a th- wants more, if it was a three-year deal at four and a half per, I, what would third year it scares me because you're just you're going to pay someone who's turning thirty-eight. I know, but. It, I guess to me it was more about the two years. It's it's both. That, I thought it was a win on dollars and term. I thought don't I, but that's why five, that's why I'm asking you if two. it was three years at four yeah. and a half, would you feel like four and a half's a deal? Say, then you would worried. Yeah, I agree. And that's so four and a half at two years is the same at three. So it's not the contract, it's the term. Where I, where I understand if, what you're trying to say. Like I thought they got a win on both term and dollars. So I really like it. So how can it not be a win at three years at four and a half million? Because he's not worth three and a half in three years. Yeah, four and a half in three years yeah thank you like it's because we are expecting diminishing returns as a player goes 35 36 37 38 aware, yeah, and aware. so to pay the 38 year old four and a half is much more risky than the two years before that in my mind uh is there anything else we have we put you to sleep there frank no i was Sorry. thinking about just it's the easiest 
way to like slot in a contract ever. Like a GM told me this, and I think I've talked to you guys about this a hundred K per. So like if you're, you're four and a half million or you should be getting 45 points or 45 points, four and a half million. Michael Backlund. Last year is at 56. Like you said, probably going to diminish a bit career year, but you can pretty much pencil him in for his entire career to this point for 45. And the beauty is, is and the cap's going to continue to go. Like it just, it's like asset is defense too. Like that's, that makes it even better for me. It's It's not like his offense is what makes them great. I think I, I just don't see any risk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's fine. I, I do think it's a bit of a discount. I think it's when, when Elliot and not throw Elliot on the bus, but it's three at 5.5. It's like, Jesus, Christ. that's rich, yeah. man. Conroy what easy now. Settle down. And then you hear two at four. Well, yeah, that, that, that feels, feels that's about where it should be. Mm-hmm. That's about where it should He'll be. He'll hit a thousand games early next season. He mentioned that was really important too. Did he? Yep. He said, to do it in one city with one franchise, thousand games. Is a big wasn't deal. it Geo like right after in Seattle? Like that was like, uh, am I crazy? Yeah, I think he else? was at nine eighty nine when yeah. he got traded. Yeah, something or like got that. claimed. Got claimed. But um, back, I, I don't. I I just think it fits. There's like a, and now here's the thing with Backlund is he's changed his mind, and he actually it was funny. He said yesterday he goes I. I came back from Sweden and, and I, you know, sat down with my wife and we talked and he said, I changed my mind. And they were like, Oh, I mean, uh, you know, I, back a little. yeah, I decided yeah, to stay. And it was really kind of a funny slip of the tongue, but he's now going to become Craig Conroy's salesman. He's like, he's the recruiter now. Yeah. Do you like, you kind of already team Sweden. I don't mind that. You, um, no, I meant in terms of the guys that are in the last years of their deal. Yeah. Hey, you, I did it. Let's go do it together. Mm-hmm. I wonder too. Lindholm and Shillington, two Swedes. What the Shillington thing is still. It's it. I know there's. I want to be careful how I phrase this because I I'm really sensitive to it. And he made a huge jump to come over here, but. What's going on now? Like, is this going to come together or is it not? I mean, this is the question we ask you. It, it seems like it's crickets on all fronts here. Craig Conroy said yesterday when we asked him, uh, just here to support him. Yeah. Give him everything he needs. And they were proud that he came over here. He couldn't get on the plane last year. Now, I don't, I don't have a sense that anything's changed. It's just that he can't, he can't get over the hump. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate all around. I mean, you feel for him. He's obvious. There's obviously something he's going through. The team would love to have. Him. And he of, looks good. Like those videos. Like he looks had such a tremendous year. It was such a breakout for him. Yeah. The Flames have really gotten a shitty deal when it comes to younger top four defensemen that are trending in that way. Yusuf Alamaki, knee injury. Shillington, his situation. Adam Fox, you remember him? That was so much an injury. Yeah. No, but again, bad, bad luck with young. Yeah. It was, was an injured national psyche. I think yeah. Is what that that was was. yeah. Um, do you snore? I do. Of course you do. I mean, look at me. Yeah. The picture of health over here. I was guessing you snored. I just I've been throwing it out there. Being a guy of our age, that sort of thing. I just not your age. Uh, what are you older? I was younger than Crosby. Remember? It's the meme. Mm, Someone, like uh, 
sent something into the the Oilers Nation text line the other day. They said, "You want to know how hard hockey writing is? Just look at Frank." Yeah, it's like being the president. Hey, did you see Obama? God, he's aging. Yeah. God. Holy crap! Like they, they must not sleep. Outdoor dental. It's the Solea laser. The Solea laser treatment. Obviously, you know, no needles. No, that's for the dental part of it. But they've also found another use for the old Solea laser, and it is snoring. Two 15-minute treatments. Back of your, th- the back of the neck, throat, soft palate. Put a little topical. Well, I mean, you can speak to it. Yeah, a little spray, zinc. Did you do it? I did. 15 minutes. Just that laser goes. And it tightens the soft palate. I'm due to go back in a couple of weeks for my second session, and I've already noticed. It's like, yeah, I'm not choking waking up at three in the morning as much. My wife. Uh, I've been trying everything. I've been on the the tape over the mouth, the, the, the whole the, the jaw thing, the hostage tape, the ball gag. You've tried it all. Yeah, Nothing seems to be working. Kind of into the ball gag. Leave me alone. Uh, outdoor.dental is the website. Yes, two treatments, 15-minute treatments. You're in, you're out, you come back. And I don't know if cure is the right word, but it alleviates. It's the snore, and You're getting better sleep. You're getting better quality sleep. The people beside you are getting better sleep if there's someone beside you. Maybe it's your dog. I'm not sure what it is. Either way, it is a, it's an amazing technology. Pain-free. Yeah. Quick, yeah, effective. Yep. Here's another thing: if you've got dental insurance, most of this thing's covered. There you go. That's big. There you go. Zipzo. Doctor J Patel, Outdoor Dental. The uh, and of course they are a full service dental office as well. Dental implant treatment can be scary. They've got that. They use 3D technology. The, the uh, I mean, they're making yeah. crowns and stuff. They got a 3D right printer there. in there that they show yeah. us. The video is going to drop in October. It's really. Really cool. State-of-the-art dentistry is yeah. a lot different than the old. This is like, not, ding, ding, right? Ding. I've been saying it for a while. This is not your regular dental office. They are doing things different. And uh, why not take advantage? Outdoor.dental.com. Book yourself in for a consultation or get after it. Do it. I know I, from my understanding, there's quite a few barn burner folk going in there and trying it out. Good on you. Support the sponsors. Get I got to make it. I'm telling you, next time I come up, make me an appointment. Perfect. Done. Dr. J. Yeah. So cup final. You're here for the <laughs> for the cup final. We'll get you. Did not say that. Um, time for the Pinder report. You want to do some Pinder report? Well, I mean, uh, what else? you got to leave? We don't need to. Do you want to hang with us or what do you think? No, I actually do have to run. Yeah. Bullshit. So let's let's, let's go. Bullshit. Let's say bye to Frank. We'll take a quick little break. We'll come gotta, back with the Pinder report. I gotta, you gotta give me a hug. I got a sandwich uh, down the street that I got to uh, oh, yeah? interview. Yeah. <laughs> There's a deli. Oh, uh, yeah, I got jokes, fat jokes, no, no, ball gag jokes. What else you got? It's lunchtime. I'm starving. Come on. What do you What do you worry about? Sources are saying prosciutto's on the menu. Um. Well, anything. What about Pittsburgh? Carlson comes in. Yeah, I this, got one too. Yeah. This is kind of a get the band back together. Let's give it one more shot. You, I know you guys are f- pretending like you're never going to talk to me again. Oh, hey, next Tuesday. He really is hungry. Then. He's got to go. Yeah, he is hungry. Uh, real quick, Vasilevsky, Tampa. How much trouble is that? Uh, trouble. I mean, that's a team that I thought looked really tired last year. Yeah. I, it's hard to bet against a team that has Sergachev, P- Hedman, Point, Stamkos, Kucherov. Like, that's your core. Yeah. But Vasilevsky was such a big part of that for a team that didn't light the world on fire last year. Yeah. They got to tread water. And I, the problem is, if you were to rank all 64 goalies in the NHL, yeah. The guy they had as the backup would be 64 and not even a question. So I think their plan the whole time was to pluck a third guy off of waivers from somewhere. Yeah. Now you can do that, but 
is that enough to get you through for the first 10 weeks? Maybe. They'll, I mean, the thing about Breezeball and that team, I feel like they, they will know. I, I think that's one of those we've talked about it. That's one of the best run front offices that, that there is in the game. They'll have a good sense to what, what goalies are going to go on waivers here in the next week to 10 days as the season starts. And if that's going to do it, then they'll, they'll try. And if it's not, then they're, yeah, they're going to have to make a deal to get something done. Big save Dave there. Maybe it's, it's Calgary podcast. What's their guy, but there's three goalies here. Yeah. Dan Vladar has been an effective backup Got a piece in, for in with how he's been used. Right. With, with Daryl at uh, Daryl's hard on backup goalies. Is They've he? also got, uh, this is news. They got Dustin Treat Wolf, that. who's you know he's got that arm, that arm pump. He's got the, it's in mid-season form. Yeah, the sellers are on point in Winnipeg. So I don't know. There's three goalies here. He's hungry. He's got to go. We can let him go. So here's the thing, and here's I think the easiest way to explain where the Flames are at. I think they know that in an ideal situation, moving Dan Vladar is the play. I don't think they've had a market materialized for him and not because he's not good. It's just that no one has anyone that's had a need to doesn't really want to spend that much. Mm. And I don't think Tampa's all that different in terms of acquisition cost or cap space or both. Well, they can make the cap space work, but it's acquisition cost as well. Yeah. That this, I don't know why it is, but this market for whatever reason is more down on Vladar to the theme we were talking about earlier than the rest of the league is. I think he's a second round pick all day long, like without blinking. And I think 18 months ago, he was a first. Jeez. The contract is reasonable. And I think the flames know that Wolf is ready and could really use to be that guy. But that doesn't mean you just throw out Dan Vladar just to do it. You try to get that second. Yeah, you try and hang on and be patient and say, you know what? He's waiver exempt. We have time. Let's keep him starting for the Wranglers, Wolf, and then let's figure it out from there. I think that's been the story of the offseason is that the offers for guys haven't been there. It was a soft market for Lindholm, Hannafin, Backland, all of them. We Because we talked for a long time. And remember when the Toffoli did, oh, it's, guy's a 30-goal guy. has got to be a first, first and yeah. It's like, ooh, a third. Ooh, not what we thought we were going to get. I, I think that's what it's been across the board for, for a lot of those guys. But just wait. Yeah. yeah, that's what, and that's, that's what you do. And that's what their plan is, but yeah. it could change. Tampa goes on five out of today. the gate. Maybe they are willing to pay the price, right? Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're fine. Mm-hmm. I like the approach though. I think it beats the alternative. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Good to have and He you. left his post today. For you. It's been too long. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. So frankly speaking, back for another season? It is. Uh, really excited to uh, to get rolling. We'll have uh, Flames next Wednesday. Those interviews that I was talking about, uh, we had Vancouver drop today. We'll have Edmonton later next week and off and running. And so frankly, uh, Daily Faceoff Live starts on Monday as well. There you go. Wow. Find it where you get your podcasts, on, on YouTubes. Get to look at Frank. Sorry about great that. Great studio. No, it's good. Um, and yeah, daily face. There's, there's, there's lights in the ceiling. Every single what day. Concept. Every single day. Be well, Frank. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you guys. We're going to break. We'll come back with the Pinder Report and more. Stay there.
Welcome uh, back. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's uh, Barnberger here on a on a Friday. Lots of people uh, milling about. There's a lot of milling going on. As busy on. as the studio has been ever. Yeah, we've got uh, Sarah Valleys and we got Brian Pike. Pike bombs. RJs and Jacks and the Tyler's boss man out of yeah. Chuck. No rats. God no. Yeah, we got, we did. Do we have two minutes of rat? None. No, no. He was going to, and then he uh, and then he didn't. Yeah. So. Um. But good to always good to see Frankie boy. He uh, did he say he was coming back for the Heritage outdoor Classic. game? Yeah, he will be here October twenty nine, Edmonton, which is that's going, going quick, to, man. Uh, now I was gonna say that is so Sunday is October, right? That's the same month as the outdoor game. That's the same. So, <laughs> so October so 29th. We're basically a month away. Is in October. And because today's September 29th. So. Jack, can you confirm that is October 29th Are in the month, a month of October? Away? Just give it a quick look, see if you got a. Uh... Yeah, we're good. Okay, confirmed. Okay, thank you, Jack. Confirmed October 29th. Uh, but yeah. You've I've, been to a couple of these outdoor games, haven't you? I was at the one here. Now, was yeah. that a Heritage Classic? Yes, or was they that brand the Canadian ones Heritage Classics. Yeah. The Stadium Series ones are the non-New Year's Day, and then the Outdoor Classic are the New Year's Day ones in the yeah. States. And I guess, we're going to, yeah. yeah, sorry. I was, we're going to have some stuff, obviously, as we get closer to that. Flames Nation, Barnburn are going to be doing stuff. Alberta Blue Cross has come on board with us. We're going to be doing some stuff there as well. And uh, Now, you were at the first one? I was. 2003, November 22nd. I wasn't supposed to go. My dad, who's a season ticket holder, was going to go with a buddy, and then there was a family emergency. And on very short notice, it was like, uh, do you want to go to this game? And I'm in university at Lethbridge. My brother's in high school. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do I want to go to this game? Like Oilers, Habs, Outdoors, at Commonwealth. It was incredible. Uh, the only snafu, which I think they've done a better job of, is it was – November 22nd, not October 29th. And she was cold. And she also wasn't being played midday. Uh, There was the alumni game with the Habs and the Oilers. And then the sun dipped behind the corner of Commonwealth. Everyone went, yeah. And they started playing the real game. It was probably around minus 25. And when that sun went away, it felt like it dropped 10 degrees. And my idiot brother was like, what should I wear? I think I'm just going to wear skate shoes and jeans. I'm like, pretend you're skiing for a week. Yeah. Pretend you're going to Antarctica. Do not wear jeans, you knob. I remember here, people they that had beer, you you had to drink them so fast. Yes. So we were in a section and the, the, there was four seats right next to us. It was two dads from Chicago and their sons. And they were so jacked. They're like, it's so cool. This is amazing. And like taking pictures. And it's like, this was a big father-son bonding moment until about halfway through the first. And they're like, this is too cold. Beer is freezing. How can you live somewhere where beer freezes? And yeah. they were gone. We didn't see them the rest of the night. And it's become it's become kind of a commonplace for, for there to be outdoor NHL games. It's, yeah. You know, it's not crazy. That was the first one. That was, was a... That broke the ice. And that was the coldest one as well. Yeah. That was, it was quite something. And we ended up huddled in a concourse by the third, but we almost got through the whole thing. And again, there was that alumni game before it was a big day, but between ticket sales and the jerseys and just the, the excitement, it was clear they had stumbled onto something, which is why we're still seeing these. And we're going to have one in a month. Exactly a month. And Mm -hmm. the other thing they've done is that was sort of like, we're just going to host a game at a football stadium. Now it's the, carnival festival yes. for a whole weekend vibe in a city and that's what they've drilled when we talked to ozzy brad he's like the city of melbourne was all nhl for days and that's what they've added on it's, it's you don't go to a game it's a weekend event it's like going to an nfl game and tailgating all weekend yeah. that, that's what they've been great at it's like the draft right sure. the nhl does a great job with putting on those when, when they come into a city to put on an event the draft or the all-star game or whatever the case is they've 
They've got it nailed. There is, the, with this, you do have to put a rink together outside. And yes. even there, they've gotten a lot better, too. Yeah, and it was, what, the Dan, not Kelly. Dan Craig. Dan Craig, that was the ice guy. He was the Edmonton guy, and he was so good at it. The yeah. NHL's like, you're with us now, and you travel with this traveling kit. You're going everywhere to make ice. Yeah. But that was the original one, where it was like, how are we going to do this? So they didn't have a problem with temperature. Yeah. And uh, are you ready? Because I think uh, I got I got news for a guy that doesn't like leaving his house. You might have to be in Edmonton. Oh, jeez, goodness gracious! I'm hearing from higher places, you might be there. Well, thank goodness for Alberta Blue Cross. Well, well I mean, if you're going to go, you better have yeah, some travel insurance. Sure, we'll get them on board. Only one thing better than sharing memories, and that is making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects those memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca/travel for more information. Ab.bluecross ca slash travel i don't mind cool weather but the beer freezing that's anything with alcohol freezing you're cold yeah you know what i'll i'll tell you about because i was at the one here which also was chilly right? yeah if to know that that one in edmonton was colder yeah it's like how could it possibly have been colder because oh. it was yeah, it was something but again october 29th we're gonna be okay well uh, the winnipeg one i've forgotten about i was on afternoons pat and i went with listeners i think what 20 30 people out mm-hmm. there and that was chilly, but they're, they're great. These are great. If you haven't, like, it's a bucket list thing. And it's like, oh, it's another one on TV. It's not for that. It's for the market it's in yeah. and the teams involved. And for that, it's always a winner. That's been my thing because we hate everything. Everyone hates everything. Hate oh, so hate that logo. It's for, it's like when the all-star game comes, everyone hates the all-star game. For the people in that city that are going it's an amazing time. Yeah. There's stuff outside the rink. All the stars are there. It's an amazing show. And it's the same with this. And, you know, it's not just Edmonton's thing. It's our thing. We get to kind of take part. Hey, if you're going to you know, win a game against the Oilers, maybe we'll do it in front of 55,000 people. Yeah. Maybe it'll slow McDavid down. Maybe. Can, maybe. They, can, can they get him into the wind for like the it, first and third? Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably slow everybody else down too. Yeah. Slow get him. the Flames downwind. They need a little help there against them. Uh, you want to do some Betway? Let's do some Betway. All right. Point spread picks. It is Friday. Oh, we got yeah. week four action. It started last night. I think yesterday I, uh, I think I like the Packers. I kind of like the Packers too, but I understood now why all that money was moving into Detroit. Cause we kept seeing that line change. One and a half, two, mm-hmm. two and a half. Why is all this money coming into Detroit? Oh, because Detroit's better than Green Bay. Yeah, they were last night. I mean, it wasn't close. Yeah. I was, we were talking before the show started. I was at, uh, my kid had a event last night, so I went and watched at a at a lounge and there was some other a stranger but a packers fan Jesus. watching and right near the end of the first half it was when there was the interception the near safety in the end zone the the punt that was muffed and then almost he's oh geez what are we doing oh for god's like i don't even know if he knew he was Poor barking guy. out loud he no. was just t- dialed right into it so it was uh it was not the packers night so the lions did cover whatever that's one and a half, one, it one and a half. Two, two and yeah, a half. Yeah, it was yeah. fine. Um, not an issue at all. I elected to, after three weeks of playing Deshaun Watson ahead of Jordan Love, who was better, decided this week to go with Jordan. I was freaking out at the half. The only good news was that it was garbage time second half. He runs for one. He throws for another. He gets a two-point conversion. He actually ends up having a good day. But I was, like, scared shirtless at the half. Like, what? I'm screwed here. I need to tell you something. What's up? I've made... An astute observation on your fantasy team. It sucks. This will mean nothing to anybody. No, no. Okay. On your team, I just want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. On your team, you have Rashawn Johnson. Yes. Deshaun Watson. Yes. Jahan Dotson. Yep. Rashawn Dahan Jahan. Rahan Jahan Deshaun Deshaun. 
Is that by design? Jahan Dotson, Deshaun Watson, Rashawn Johnson. You got all of them. I got to find more. You got to find more. Get on the trick. Gritton Johnson? Yeah, find somebody. Yeah, find somebody. Jahan Dotson? Yeah, good time. So did you, uh, how'd you do? Because you had both Love and Christian Well, Watson Watson got to the house, so that made him better than expected. And the second half from Love bailed him out. And the rushing touchdown really did, because those are six, not four. So I ended up surviving better than projected. So that helps. I'm in a favorable position going in. I'm 0-3. If I... If that second half doesn't turn around, I'm cooked. Like, I need to win this week and two of the next three weeks. Who are we playing? Uh, I think I have. It's very important. Stay with us, Is folks. Bill? Is it? Do I have finger cooking with Bill? I think I am playing Bill. Yeah, You've got uh, Beard Science. Yes, I do have Beard Science. He's yeah. got Mahomes against the Jets D on Sunday night. That'll be nerve wracking. Look at this matchup. Yeah. Jack and his Antonio Clown taking on Rhett's Simply the Breast. Oh, I love an intershow Ooh, week. It's Rhett got the uh, a quick 5.6 from Sam Laporta last night. Damn it. I wanted to peel off Laporta. I waited too long. Justin Fields. Awful. As we sit right now in as Jack's starting QB. Who else does he have? Is he another quarterback there? CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Not, I can't do that. Well, who are they playing this week? Steelers. Oh, God. <laughs> Such a homer. Stroud has been way better than Fields. He was Fields. so good. Way yeah, better than Fields. Come on. All year. And then he plays his team and he won't now, start. You're going to lose. That's great. Fields is playing against the team that gave up 70 last week. Fields' team might be worse than that team. Oh, but I mean. I, like, I agree with you, but the Denver re- defense should be well-rested after not trying for a game. They basically took a bye week, the Denver D. Even if Fields gets loose for a couple. Yeah. It might. God, he's looked bad. It's they they've looked bad. He's looked bad. Yeah. Oh, he's got DJ Moore. Now he's fixed. No, he's now just standing in the pocket during the headlights for longer. That's our fantasy update for you. But yes, yeah. uh, Betway. Get the Betway app on your phone. Get it. Follow along. Play along. We talk talk about point spreads and all this sorts. That's mm-hmm. where you get it. That's how you get involved. Lines are always moving. Check back numerous times throughout the day, right before kickoff. Get in there and figure out what's going on with Betway. Bet the responsible way with our buddies Good over. Her. At Betway. Let's get our picks. Let's get our picks. Uh, Ryan, take us away. Say that again. Take us away. Get us going. Okay. Uh, I love looking at public money versus the Sharps. And these are the three biggest gaps between the two. Tennessee getting two and a half points at home against struggling Cincinnati and Joe Burrow's tender calf. Vegas against the Chargers. I am a Chargers guy. (laughs) They can charge their way out of heavy favorites. You're going to let five points to somebody else. So you've got Jack who won't play somebody because they're against this team, and you're I'm, I'm going all in. Hammering against my team. If yep. you bet against the Chargers, you made a lot of money over the last five years. So I'm gonna do that again here, and I, I'm a little scared about this one, but I'm following the money. Danny Dimes at home getting a point against a Seattle club that's been kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Looked really good and really bad at different times this year. Uh, and Danny Dimes, they looked they were getting shellacked by Arizona down twenty eight nothing. They come back and win. Yeah, we'll see what the Giants are made of at home. That is the Monday nighter, so we won't have a record update until Tuesday. That Seattle defense is no bueno. Yeah. And the th- I don't mind that pick. I think Danny Dimes has a big fantasy night, has a big night. I think he's gonna gonna get those feet going. He's gonna have a good night. It's been tough for the Giants, right? It's yeah, it's Barkley, you know, Saquon right? Barkley. I don't they have really no receivers to speak well, of. Well, Waller hasn't been great. I thought that'd be yeah. the I thought that was such a great pickup. Like, damn, Darren I Waller. Still, and you know what? I still think it Could is. Be. Yeah. But what is it? Wandale Robinson, and it's there's just not a lot of waiting. 
Ready. weapons there for them. All right. So, you, boy, you don't like your Chargers. For a guy that is a Charger fan, you don't Oh, like they could win that game. But there's no – like, they, they very easily could lose it or just sneak by in ugly fashion like they did against Minnesota. So, I'm absolutely taking the points in Vegas. Is Garoppolo playing? He's questionable, but it sounds like a play. He's on track to play is what I'd say. And what was a concussion near the end? Is that what? Yeah, limited in practice yesterday, I think is what it was. Yeah. And in Tennessee, there's big time concern over the big man. Well, and it's not just that they're also working in Taze Sharp a lot. Yeah. And he hasn't been bad. So it's not like in prior years where it's Derrick Henry in a duster. Like this, this kid's a good player. And so maybe that helps Derrick Henry as the season progresses, not wearing down, but he hasn't looked as dominant. And if they're bad, maybe you trade him. Like he's a guy that if he was on the block, like, boy, that'd be an interesting, bring that guy in behind a good O-line. Two and a half. Yeah. You didn't see enough out of Burrow and the the Bengals last week. I mean, they've lost twice and they scraped out a narrow win. I feel like they could scrape out another narrow win. Gotcha. Those are my picks. All right. Uh, My picks... Didn't put, I, I don't, uh, I mean, sharps or whatever. This is just, I look at these lines and I like these lines. Atlanta at Jacksonville. Jacksonville was terrible last they week. Were. Terrible. However, Calvin Ridley had a big week one. Yep. Then so, so in weeks two and three, I think he's due. ETN is revenge game good. for him, right? Because he was the Atlanta Falcon forever. That's big spot for Ridley. True. True that. ETN's been good. And I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be better. It's a minus three at home for the Jaguars and for Atlanta. Quarterback is no good. No good at all. Um, it's kind of run or bust. They got Drake London. Their pits just it, rotting. It, it's yeah. Two. It's yeah. I, so I'm going to take Jacksonville by the field goal. Kansas City at the New York Jets. It's Seven, minus eight. eight and a half. It feels like a public pick, but I do think that the Chiefs are going to wax the Jets. It was nine and a half a couple days ago, Dean. I like eight and a half better. I'll tell you that. I don't. I, I I understand that Simeon is in as the uh, is I don't know if he's well, playing. He's I think it's still one more week. Is Zach Wilson? I like that pick. This just feels like it's going to be a boat race. And Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Love the hook of the point five. Yeah, Mayfield's been good. Goofy Mayfield's been all right. Mike Evans has been awesome. Really good. And the run game hasn't been great. Uh, I, I just I, what are you in New Orleans? And it, well, they're going to go with James, right? Is James Winston going to be the guy? Yeah. He's going to throw touchdowns, but he's also going to throw some picks. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay also revenge game. Let's go look at that uh, Winston interception prop. By the yeah. way, it's a good reminder. So it's uh, Buccaneers getting three and a half. So my picks: Jags minus three, Chiefs minus eight and a half, and the Bucks getting three and a half points my record through well we didn't do them last week but i'm three and three we're all three and three that's easy to remember all four of us uh jack let's go to yours and then we'll hammer out rats surprise surprise i'm on the steelers once again uh houston looked pretty good last week uh they'll come back down to earth here pittsburgh will go in and stomp them three and a half is not or three is not enough points what were you gonna ask road favorite okay no i was just uh confident guy yeah I like the confidence. Is it blind confidence? Is it like Rhett's Bills? Are we just going to see Pittsburgh every single week? They're second in the AFC. They are. How dare you disrespect them? They are second place in the AFC at two and one. How how dare you besmirch the good name of the Steelers? But is that the the parameters? Just regardless, every week it's Steelers. It will be every week. Okay, good to know. I'm pretty confident in this one. All right. Um, I'm with you as well. The Jets suck. They can't score at all. Eight and a half is not enough points. And then I'm on the opposite of Ryan here. I think Tennessee, they got blown out by the Browns. The Browns suck. <laughs> Cleveland sucks. Um, He's down the Browns. Yeah, He's a divisional man. rival of the Steelers. He just hates. Well, they're so bad. Are they 2-1? and one? Same as your Steelers? 
They lost to the Steelers. And you guys all think the Steelers suck. I don't know if that's the case. I just, uh, I, I like that you think they're really something. Yeah, winning but, the division yeah. and thinking they're sucking are two very different things. There's a lot of middle ground where we both exist, I think. Yeah. Fair enough. But they blew out Tennessee, so Tennessee sucks. Uh, Cincinnati <laughs> minus two and a half. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I actually, I, I like the look of that pick, but I am following the money. So I'm, I'm I guess, begrudgingly going with Tennessee. I like that pick. I, yeah. I'm not sure. If they get it, I, it's Taji Sharp. I think that he, they're going to start using him more. Man, I... Their quarterback looks clunky right now. Yeah. It's amazing. They're still trotting him out there. But yeah, they get Jamar Chase got involved. Chase did get involved big time in that second half. And they won with how many drops from T. Higgins? From T. Higgins. Yeah. yeah. I like that pick. I like all those picks. Now, our friend retro. Rhett, who is not here, but you know, he always he's consistent. Dallas is still an every week pick because he's got Dak as his fantasy. Buffalo is still an every week pick because so he's a Buffalo fan. It's Dallas at home minus six and a half against New England. I'm always curious what these lines would be if Dallas didn't get blown out by Arizona last week. Yeah, what this line would be? Yeah, probably. It's probably the full touchdown. This is, and I think I think I said it the other day. You always you kind of assess the the coaching matchups. I always love when Belichick <laughs> takes on McCarthy. So he's got the Cowboys minus six and a half. He is, look at that, all of us uh, holding hands. Kansas City at the Jets. He also likes the Chiefs, minus eight and a half. And a lot of eyeballs are going to be on this game. Buffalo at home to the Miami Dolphins. That's going to be a great game. Expected points and just That line's changed. Is, it was two and a half. It's now three. Yeah. Like, there's money coming in on Buffalo, guys. That's That intrigues me. Given that Miami just put up 70, I think we see a huge shootout here. Miami's D is not good, and they also can put up numbers at will, it seems. like I think this is the game of the week. Minus three is where the line sits right now as we uh, as we do this show. So, Rhett, uh, wouldn't matter if it was two three. and a half or whatever. That's, uh, minus three at home for the Bills. So, he's got the Cowboys, Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills. That way, bet, way, bet, way, bet the responsible way. And that's, uh, again, not for Rhett, but for us, early game. Buffalo, Miami on Sunday. 11 a.m. Mountain. I love it. That's, that's going to be, maybe you get two screens, you get that game featured, and then red zone on another. You'll be happy. Or if, you, I mean, if depending on what you're using, you can do this. You may as well just stay on red. On my little thing there, you can get because I, I, you know what, especially on Monday nights when they're rolling out these stupid two games at once. Yeah, yeah, you need the two screens. You can split screen on your through your. I got the little Apple TV dealy thing. You got to work at relationships; they're not easy. Like it's always work. You don't just fall in love and it stays easy. I've really been grinding on a three-hour Sunday window, eleven till two, just to try to have at least two of those three hours with red zone, whether that's on mm -hmm. a screen in my hand or in front of a TV or at a pub, I'm really working at that. And I, I'm trying to find the right give to get that in return. It is hard to pull off. Um, my, my daughter's uh, ringette team decided that this was the week we no. should have a bottle drive from uh, 11 until 1230 or whatever. It's like, I have a truck. I have bottles. They're all at your, uh, at your disposal. If you want them, I will not be there. I'll be in the basement. I will not be uh, available. So uh, good luck. We have kid hockey early morning, then yeah. kid baseball. But I've been streaming Red Zone with cooler in hand in one of those comfy chairs at the baseball game. I'll tell you that the Red Zone thing we've talked with it's some so people, good. it's not their thing. And oh, I get man. that. I love it more by the week. Are you a Red Zone guy? Because you are hardcore. Or do you just have to watch your game? Where are you on Steelers or uh, on uh, Red Zone? I'm all out. I have th three games going plus Red Zone. Oh, that's so good. That's the minimum. I'm proud of you. Yeah. 
We have we started our fantasy football league in 2000, 2001. I like think it predated Yahoo Sports. My buddy was at Princeton. It was like, there's this thing called fantasy football. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in. And so this is an ancient league. When Red Zone first happened, it was like we were all in a room, like ready, waiting, being like, we've heard this, about this thing. Because we used to try to do it ourselves. We had the, the pirate satellite dish at university. You'd write it on all the channels on the pizza box. Someone's on the web like, oh, it looks like Minnesota's close. Culpepper to Moss. And you're jumping around channels. And then like they basically, what we were trying to MacGyver, they've perfected. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I know as it got popular, remember the NHL Network tried to do that? Yeah. For baseball, there was what, diamond surfing? Yeah. So they, they did that. The NBA, yeah. And then uh, they didn't hide. But the thing is, there's, you can go a long time without there being goals and even so when a goal it's like oh okay so it's one nothing it's not the same as a touchdown in football yeah it's the best with games on the one that morning window when there's 9 10 11 games it is the best so good uh pin report rip through it have you not done it yet no christ we can hustle because i'm hungry we were talking about sandwiches and frank's going to eat Damn it. God damn it. Let's just watch the drive through video and call it a video. that? Yeah, sure. Well, and honestly, we have talked about a lot of this stuff. Yeah, there's like three things I want to touch. Well, I mean, we got to do it because, I mean, you know, Village Honda. Oh, we'll talk about Village Honda. Village Honda comes in and says, hey, you know what? We love the Pinder Report. We want to sponsor the Pinder Report. You can't not do the Pinder Report. That's fair. So for Anthony and everybody, Tanya, all the good people. Johnny. Village Honda. Let's do the Pinder Report. Village Honda, Northwest Automobile Online, villagehonda.com. Used vehicles, new vehicles. There's new one coming in all the, maybe it's new in stock inventory every single week. New vehicle pricing, MSRP. They want your business. They want to see you up at the Northwest Automobile. Village Honda presents the Pinder Report. MSRP is major, really sexy price. That's right. Yeah, it's a so major, really sexy, price. sexy, sexy price. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it stands for. Really, really. Uh, sexy. We start with Calgary Flames news. We'll rip through it. Rasmus Anderson, how's this of a vote of confidence for the new captain of the Calgary Flames? Anderson was a candidate my, himself, saying to Julian McKenzie, in my opinion, it should have happened a few years ago. Love to see it. Noah Hannafin also chatted with Julian, who was doing some good work yesterday at training camp. Here's Mm -hmm. Noah on his future, one of still five free agents this coming summer. It's been great so far. Okay, this is a very different vibe. Remember when everyone was going to leave? Okay, one back and another guy saying, oh, it might be two. Okay. And it's it's not Julian doing great work. Yeah. Again, it's not as though Hannafin would come out and say, you know, Julian, meh. Well, but the Lindholm comments have been more meh. This, uh, fair, yeah, fair enough. Like it's all just tone, and we're reading between the lines. But like, if you had heard this in June, you'd be like, "What? He hasn't been traded yet, mm-hmm. right?" So, yeah. and I do think, like to Frank's point, coming back and the air tasting better and loving being at the rink. That was a hard place for these guys to be mentally last June when yeah. this all the shit hit the fan. I tried to set the trap there. I set the bait for the uh, Julian bubbles thing, and you didn't take it. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Julian's trying to get in there, do these one-on-ones at camp. The drink in his hand can't be drinking in the rape jewels. <laughs> Freaking lame all over That's us. Right, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the lineup tonight, it is a game day. Boy, we've talked about it a lot. What a monster game. Battle of Alberta, preseason yeah. edition. I'm sure it's McDavid and company. Or it's Brett Kulak and Xavier Burgo. Okay, either way, Dan Vladar will get the start. And uh, Greg McKegg. Uh, Greg eh, McKeg with an arm eh. for an arm and a leg for a leg. Uh, it'll be, as I said, Vladar and Net, a rather veteran 
Look at that blue line. Oh, look at Anderson, Tanev, Hannafin, Oster. That's four of your top six going tonight. Yubi's in. Backlund's in. Sharon Govich is in. Coleman, Lindholm, Dubé, Coronado. That's a veteran lineup, my friend. Look who's wearing the 23 over for the Oilers tonight. Two, three. Who's that? I, I can't see too good. Who's that? It's going to be a journeyman forward, Seth Griffith. Seth Griffith? Former Bruin, Seth Griffith. There's your lineup. Seven o'clock start at the Dome. I know a few Oiler honks that'll be there thinking that potentially Pacific Division final preview. I know right. Huge stakes tonight. Yeah. They're gonna, boy, they're going to miss McDavid. Yeah. Uh, and you'll notice them if they're at the rink. Is that right? Yeah. You'll hear and see them. Yep. Bad news for the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday. Andre Vasilevsky, ha, surgery. Oh, but don't worry. It's just a herniated disc in his back. Oh, that actually sounds awful, Dean. Expected to miss the first two months of the regular season. Two months. I feel like that could be important. Well, and everyone was kind of already like hedging bets with Tampa being like, I don't know. They really we kept waiting for them to flick the switch last year. I don't know that they ever did. Mm. And it's tough to imagine this team winning with maybe, as Frank said, the worst backup in the league, Eunice Johansson. So what could they do for cap space? Like, let's see what, I mean, let's, you got to find a goalie. This is our boys at Puckpedia. If they send the right people down and go short and do this and massage that and maneuver this, 2.2 million they could free up. Do you want mm. goalies to make 2.2 million? I, I believe I do, actually. It's weird that's the number. Oh, just oh look. look at that. There's Dan Vladar, 2.2 million. And he's starting tonight. Unbelievable. If there's any Tampa scouts in the building. And you know what? Such a nice guy. Lovely. Very tall. So polite. Yes. Good nickname. Manners. Vladar, Vader. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you just uh, let us know where we need to fax this thing. Loves warmer climbs. Get it done. Doesn't mind humidity. We'll take a 2025 second rounder, Dean. Thank you. Connie, get it done. Let's get ready to text Conroy. Well, Connie's wife's going to tell Connie to do it. If you could tell Craig, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, we'll move Steve Steos, the assumed next GM of the Edmonton Oilers, maybe just a year ago, is gone. So he was a both, wasn't he? Flame great. There's not many boths. He and Steve Smith and Milan Lucic. Furzy. Furzy. Glenn Cross. Glenn, he was too. You're right. Schmied. God, you're on fire right now. This is a heater. Horak. Oh! Was Horak? I don't think so. Shit. You're on a heater. Lombo. Stall. Jared Stoll. Did those, did those kind count? Of, they didn't play. They were draft swaps. Uh, uh, Steve Steos is not going to be the next Oilers GM. Laurent Brassois. Laurent Brassois is correct. He is the new president of hockey operations for the Ottawa Senators, Michael Andelauer. The billionaire has been uh, tight ties with this guy. I believe they've won a bunch together in junior hockey. He's come to the big club. And Pierre Dorian, uh, why is the temperature so warm in your office? Uh, sir, did, did you know the thermostat's right here? Oh, that's you. That's not the thermostat. You're setting yourself on fire. Little pressure there on Pierre. The rebuild is over two years ago. Mm, I don't know. He's done a good job, kind of, but we'll see here. They will be, you know what? I'm excited to watch them. They'll be fun to watch. They will be fun to watch. And God, if you actually found a way to make people care about the Ottawa Senators, God, good love you. And Snoop Dogg is wearing a jersey. You, I, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Although maybe he's sour now. As long as you believe Corpus Allo is a good goalie. I mean, it's clear they're a playoff team. Yeah. There was a time we thought Corpus Allo was a good goalie. It was in the bubble against Toronto when he and uh, Merce Lickens were basically unbeatable for a week and a half against Toronto. Knocked mm -hmm. him off. 
Uh, ALNL wildcard. Quickly looking, there's only three days left in the Major League Baseball season. There's Toronto. Seattle walked off Texas in the ninth, erasing a deficit at home. Jay's magic number was at two. Could have been one if not for that walk-off for Seattle. Those series continue with Texas in Seattle tonight. That's an 8-10 start. Seattle slightly favored. Toronto opens a three-gamer with Tampa Bay. Aaron Savalli will throw for the Rays. It is Yusei Kikuchi getting bumped up, not Ryu going tonight. A victory would reduce that magic number to one. And then if you got a Texas win tonight, it could be all wrapped. Uh, the opposite would make things very tense. October baseball. Love to Even see if it. you're, you saw oh, baseball, so many games. Oh, I kind of like baseball. When October hits, you can tr- you can crank up your love of the game of baseball because it's so great. It is 100% true. Uh, Cavalry FC in action tonight, Dino. They are the champs. They've won the regular season, but the playoffs still loom, and they got two parties left at home. Go celebrate the fellas this fifth season. They've punched your ticket to CONCACAF tournament in 2024. Uh, these are their final two regular season games. They are both at home. Nice. They will celebrate with the trophy next Saturday. Tonight, it's Valor. Uh, go show the fellas some love. It'll be beautiful. It's Bruce Meadows. The leaves are turning. Yes. Goodness, what a night to be. Kick the horses out. Let the soccer players in. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, just sweep up after the horses. Yeah. Yeah. Watch like your step. That. That'll be fun tonight. Good luck to the fellas. What a great season they've had. Playoffs loom. Going to be good. And uh, Ryder Cup this morning was all Europe. And I mean all Europe. Four nothing in the morning matches. The afternoon matches, I believe, are ongoing right now. Uh, Americans don't win in Europe. They're too rude. They talk too loud. You can't be ordering meat on salads. Please settle down, Americans. Is that a thing? Big thing? Major disdain for Americans. It's not a Cobb salad unless I got bacon on there. You can't order salads in many states without meat without and cheese on them. meat. Like, on it. This is not a salad. You've added some greens to meats and cheese. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's a charcuterie with uh, That's right, lettuce. With lettuce. It. Yeah, iceberg. Uh, so it's all Americans early in that one, and finally a couple to go. We will uh, last one actually, isn't it, Jack? Uh, speaking of Europe versus America, I don't think we have to guess where in the world this is. Let's have a watch as a drive-through window goes wrong somewhere in the world, Dean. We can't just to right. say where it is. Hmm. There's a there's Bang, bang. No. Yeah. What you guess? Where in the world that? Drives the window and it cards people and it's Oh my gosh. If you said Bosnia, you're correct. Jack. On the jack. On the jack. Jack in the box. That's your pender report. Careful in those drive We're going to need to have a, an employee review after this. I mean, who, who this person, we're, we're really going to need to sit down and go over. I don't know how long you have to sit down. In fact, you can just probably walk, get up and leave. Your employment here. Yeah, you're gone. God almighty. There you go. That's a pinder report brought to you by Village Honda, Northwest Automall Online, villagehonda.com. Uh, they're still looking for used vehicles. We've been talking about it. They, they're they still interested. The you, got, you got a used vehicle? No pressure. Consultation. You could strike up a deal. 24 hours. Boom. Money in your pocket. They'll give, they'll treat you fair. They treat you right. Come up with a good deal. And then they can load up the used vehicles on that lot. They're doing what they can to earn your business. Village Honda, your dealership for life in the Northwest Auto Mall. For life. That's right. That is correct. 
Man, do we have a show today? What a show. Jeez, you must be exhausted. I'm beat. God, starving. You glad you left the um, house? Um, not particularly, because I mean those guys next door. I gotta go talk to them. Want to tell you about the Greagle. Mm. Gotta tell you a little bit about the Greagle. Uh, of course, happy to be uh, partnered up with Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We're gonna be out there right away. I think maybe as soon as next week. We are, we are. There's stuff coming up, uh, Nikki Glazer. Funny, funny comedian. She's doing the uh, the event center as well. ZZ Top. I think Air Supply is there tonight. I'm all out of love. I'm all out of love. You had a love team? I think that's Air Supply. Uh, find out tonight. Go to Ticketmaster.ca. Get those tickets and find out if that's in fact what it is. But in the casino, they have uh, they have some amazing giveaways that they uh, that they get going from time to time. Contests and so check out the one they got here now. And they don't want to pigeonhole you. Maybe you're not a car person. Maybe it's not your thing. $100,000 or a brand new Corvette. That's right. So how this is working, and the reason I bring it up today, they're taking qualifiers. They took qualifiers in July, qualifiers in August. Mm -hmm. Saturday, another 20 qualifiers are going to go in. So it's Saturday night. If you got no plans, go by the Griegel, have a Lilio, get in there. And then coming up in October, October 6th, all the qualifiers are going to come in and someone is going to win the grand prize. Up, get in that. The brand new three LTZ 51 Z 51 Corvette. You'd be okay with that. Wouldn't you? I'd be just fine with yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I'd have to really, uh, given that I don't have any income because of this, mm. uh, I'd have to really kind of convince my wife that the hundred grand is way worse you know than you a do? New Corvette. Just drive uh, one of those rideshare companies, That's zip right. around your car, get yeah. paid. So there you go. This weekend, even more reason to get to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on the beautiful Satita Nation, the event center and the casino. Lots of stuff. And yeah, we're looking forward to getting back over there, doing stuff with the, uh, over at the stage bar. Maybe get you drunk and dancing on top of it again. That'd be I great. would never get up on that stage bar and join a band singing, especially if I was looking yeah. like an idiot wearing a sequin blazer. Doing would high not kicks, you'd never, never do, do it. You would never do it. Have a fine weekend, everybody. We are back Monday. Is there anything next? What's good? Um, weekend? Well, we'll see. That's tomorrow, by the way. So we'll oh, yeah. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be horse racing tomorrow. We already tomorrow. talked about it, but that, don't forget about that. Yeah, we're going to be racing horses. Pinder's going to be on the back of one of those horses. There you see it. Uh, and then next week, we're going to wrap up this preseason stuff. We're going to get a team. We're going to you know make some cuts and get after it because we're very close. October, as you mentioned, begins this weekend. You got the Dryden Hunt jersey yet that you ordered? I, number 15 when you got that number in training camp simon jack hunt it's all ex, with great expectations come number 15 did he did he say was it hunt or what did he it felt like you threw something in there kareem right watch your mouth watch your mouth have a great weekend everybody support the sponsors subscribe and like on the youtubes get the podcast wherever podcasts are sold see you tomorrow nope century downs see you tomorrow <laughs> see you next week buddies